This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. I just uh, did something there, Jim Toth. Accomplished something? I did. I accomplished a very difficult task. Um, I just opened the phone lines. And why would I do something like that? Because it's free for all Friday. Free for all Friday here on 680 CJOB. Lines are open 204-780-6868. Corey Texas show. He says, happy Friday, everybody. Happy free for all Friday. Already in, Corey. 204. First guy on the ice before the pregame skate is Corey. Yeah, 204. 780-6868-204-780-6868. Free for all Friday means you guys want to talk Jets, you want to talk Bombers, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we are here to uh, discuss all these wonderful things with all you uh, wonderful people. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Before we get to anything, though, Jim... Um, I want to make sure I play uh, this clip right here. The lap on he gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line. He's May going in on goal. He shoots. He's Uh, Rick Janeret uh, passing away yesterday uh, had been uh, the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Sabres from 1951 all the way until 2022 when he called his last game. Uh, passed away yesterday. Um, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, a Hall of Fame broadcaster, um, and uh, he passed away yesterday. Um, and uh, yeah, just just one of the one of the all-time great voices in in the history of hockey. He really is, and I think that, you know, he became more famous with the Mayday call and some of the others, oh, scratch my back with a hacksaw. I believe that was his. Uh, uh, maybe uh, not. Top shelf right where top, mama keeps the cookies. Yes, that's that, that kind of, yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, like, not ever nationally known, like, not like Bob Cole or somebody who calls national games, but an iconic figure in the Buffalo sports scene, and I think in hockey, like you said, one of the greatest voices, too. Mm-hmm. I think he had some dynamic calls. He made it okay to have fun on the broadcast, as you just heard there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a loss. He retired. A lot of the former Sabres weighing in, a lot of the former hockey or, or current hockey world pouring in their condolences as well. I saw the news last night from a lot of the Buffalo reporters and, and just how sad they were to hear the news because he was apparently such a great guy too. I'd only met him once or twice just to say hi uh, when the Sabres would come to town. So I don't know him personally, but I understand he was just a great man as well. So a uh, big loss. Yeah, one of the uh, best uh, broadcasters, that one from Dom, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Send us a text, give us a call, free-for-all Friday here. Um, We'll talk some Jets, too, as well. I mean, Jim, we're still waiting on some RFA contracts uh, for Logan Stanley and and Declan Chisholm. I mean, it's August 18th. Uh, Is this something we can anticipate over the next little bit, or this is a situation where it's, it's no rush? Well, I, I just think um, 
they didn't file for arbitration. We know Logan Stanley wants a trade or requested one at the deadline last year. Who knows when he requested one? So um, I, I don't know. Like I think mm-hmm. I think there's just sort of some offers on the table, and now it's on the players' um, interest to go. Do you want to be at camp? Do you not? Do you want to? Like if I'm Logan Stanley, uh, I, look, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I get it, right? And I've explained this on the program before, and you have as well. That uh, there's an agent there. There's a there's a player and an agent both saying you need a new contract, and you have nothing on your resume, mm-hmm. and you're going into your second NHL contract. So he wants to play more. He wants to become a regular. And um, so I just, as long as far as Logan Stanley's concerned, I think the worst thing he could do is not show up at camp, but he probably doesn't want to sign a one or two year deal with a 10% raise. He he wants to be moved. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier to move when you have signed, but we, we don't talk a lot about this, Cam, but in these situations, like um, uh, Jack Roslovic and, and Logan Stanley, the ones we know who have asked for trades, um, once you do that, and I get, you know, why you might want a different opportunity. I think it's well known amongst agents and players that Kevin Chevaldeoff will hear your request and then not be too worried about it. Yeah. I mean, just take it, uh, for what it is. I mean, I still have control, uh, yeah. over your current deal. Um, particularly, I mean, Logan Stanley decided not to elect for arbitration, uh, probably because it was going to reward him uh, nothing le- less than what he was probably hoping for because of where he is and how many games and well, and all the other yeah but, it wouldn't but, have I mean, rewarded much more than the ten but when you look but it's it's something that's understandable do you know what I mean for Logan Stanley um, he's onto his I mean he's right now at this point in his career um, you know he's he's twenty five years old. Um, again, he's, he's, he's onto another contract. He's coming off a 900 K deal. I mean, do uh, him wanting to make a little bit more here and get some more ice time. Well, I think he wants opportunity is what he wants. He wants opportunity more than anything. An opportunity will get, like, I don't think he's sitting there going, I want, like I made whatever last year and I want, you know, 50% more than that. I think he's sitting there going, I want to play. I'm 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm on going into another contract, and I have nothing on my resume that will, you know, sort of. And and I don't know if the Jets are sitting there going, "Here's a four-year deal," either. Like, why would you? So I think it's it's kind of where it's at. I I think from the Jets' perspective, I would imagine they're just like, "Here's 10 percent, what we owe you." And that's what you owe you if you you know. But I, so 25 years old, I get it. But he has, you gotta. You got to earn it, right? Like, I I don't think it's different when you're a first round pick. I get Mm -hmm. that. First round picks have a little more clout to go. I should be playing more. I should be this or that. But he's got 114 games total played over three seasons, full seasons with the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. That's not a lot. That's a season. That's less than a season and a half. Corey Texas Show, 204 780 6868. What has Stanley done for the Jets? Nothing special. I mean, it's a situation of. You gotta well, go that's out there and earn it. Out. Like it's, he, it's it's that constant conversation, Jim. It's like, oh well, I I can't, I I haven't been able to perform as well as ex- expected from me because I haven't gotten the ice time, and you haven't gotten the ice time because you haven't performed as well as expected. See, it's the seesaw yeah. back and, a and year, forth. A year ago, before Sandberg had the season he had, he was in that mix, right? Like it's it was look, coming into Rick camp Bonus last year, left Jim. It up to both of them to who wanted to play more. Coming into camp last year, Jim, I. I think most people were expecting it to be Stanley was going to be the guy that took that step, and Sandberg took it over. Yeah, I didn't. I 
I, I thought it was going to be Sandberg. When yeah. I watched Sandberg play in, in, in some training camps and, and everything I've read about him, but I didn't think that Logan Stanley would like the other way to look at this at 25 years old. And I know he's had a major knee injury and things like that. You should be on this team by now. Mm-hmm. You, you should have forced your way into at 25 years old, be playing better than a 34 year old or 32 year old Brendan Dillon or yeah. a, um, but, and that's, what's always lost in this, right? Is nobody's sitting there going in his camp. I would presume uh, look, Logan, you, you got to be better. You got to work on these things. You got to, I understand he worked out with Mark Shifley a couple of off seasons ago. He works hard. He got himself in tip top shape. Like yeah. it's not that he doesn't want it. I don't even know if there's animosity here. I, I'm not trying to paint that picture at all. I just think that there's a guy that's 25 that wants to play. Mm-hmm. And there's a team here that has a number of options. And unfortunately the, the sixth, seventh and eighth people in the lineup are relatively the same caliber of play. I, I don't think there's – I think there's zero animosity, Jim. Like, I actually think Logan Stanley would prefer to stay and be and remain a member of the Winnipeg Jets. But he wants to play. But he wants to play. But, I mean, if if he if he's – let's say – I don't think he is, but if he's even in play with even Nate Schmidt, I'm playing the experience over him. Well, yeah. If I'm Rick Bonus. Yeah. If their play is even and blah – and they're both different players, Stanley brings different things to the table that – then Schmidt does, and Schmidt can do some things that Stanley just can't. But I just, so I'm not too concerned about this. I think he's sitting there going like, look, here's a two-year deal. I don't think it's a one-year deal. I think it's a two- to three-year deal at a 10% raise. And if you can, it's Tucker Pullman is what it is. Mm -hmm. You're 25 years old. Do you want some cash at 25? And and here's whatever, $900,000 over the next two to three years. And if you play well enough when you're 28, obviously you'll be a free agent or you'll get you know, something to do. And Logan's sitting there going, I'm, I, I want to be moved so I can play more and I want to sign a two-year deal. And then when I'm 27, I got some resume to me. And What about Declan Chisholm? I mean, we've seen a very, very sort of short little burst from him over a couple of games where he was pretty dang good. Um, how does he fit into this mix here? Because he's he's sort of joining in. And this was a conversation because he's he's listed in some places as a as a right defenseman that he a defenseman that can play left and right. But I actually spoke to um, I, I spoke to some of the guys uh, with, with the Manitoba Moose, Daniel Fink, and uh, as well as um, uh, Dave Manuk, and they uh, who cover the, the Manitoba Moose very extensively. Obviously, play by play voice, and, and and sometimes the color commentator as well with Dave Manuk, as well as the legal curve. And he said he didn't remember an instance where he does play or has played uh, left wing. I mean, he I mean uh, right right defense. He he is he is majority of that time sitting on the left. So I mean, can he make that transition over the right? Obviously, opportunities would open up for him more. But if he's going to be sort of entering that long jab on the left side. I mean, how does that make things even more difficult for for, for Stanley? Yeah. I mean, how much more rope do how much more rope do you how much more rope does he get? He's twenty three years old. It's his third season in the uh, American Hockey League, and he's got two games with the Jets, forty three points in fifty nine games, five goals. I like Declan Chisholm, but yeah. again, he's one of those guys that is he better than anybody? Not even in the lineup, but waiting as the, in the press box in yeah. the lineup. I, yeah. I think he's a decent defenseman. I think he's Jack or um, Mr. Kovacevic from last year. You don't want to lose him on waivers, but mm-hmm. right now we don't have room for you. And I mean, maybe at 24, 25, if Brendan Dillon's gone and Nate Schmidt is gone, he's on the team, but he probably doesn't want to wait around for that at 23. And 
this is a, this is a reality. What Logan Stanley is going through right now is going to be the reality for Ville Hainala. What it all comes season. down to me, Cam, is like Kovacevic goes to Montreal and plays in Montreal. And I know the Jets didn't want to lose him, but I'm not playing him ahead of any of the six or seven that played. Yeah. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. If there's injuries, would I play him? For sure. Would they love to have him? Of course. And and I think that's what they're seeing too. They saw Kovacevic go somewhere else. Logan Stanley, Declan Chisholm did and did. But eventually you run out of room, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if that is the case, and I don't know what it is, but if the Jets feel they're out of room and, and it's not pending over the next two years, then they should move these guys. Yeah. But again, what are you moving them for? Yeah. 204. Why would you send something for him when you can Kovacevic him off the waiver wire? 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, Free for all Friday. We'll be taking your calls after the 1230 news. Bruce Texan. He says three reasons Stanley hasn't played. Injuries, average play, and team decisions. Two of those aren't his responsibility. I I I agree with that, Bruce. I mean, a lot of this is about cap management in a situation where every single team is in a cap crunch. And you got to manage your assets properly. I mean, I think that has a place to do, and he has been injured. There's no doubt about it. And when he has been in the lineup, uh, he's been hot and cold. Some games he's been fantastic. Other games um, he's been a little bit cooler. This one also, Stanley is suffering from pretty much every other 7-8 D-man fights with, ironically, a guy like uh, Luke Shen is value out there, but uh, Stanley, um, not as much. Well, I'll say this. There are nights Logan Stanley looks more than ready. And there yeah. are nights where he doesn't look close. Yeah. And that's also hurting him right now. The inconsistency in his game. And people are going to hear this and go, well, play him 30 games in a row and then let him get some consistency. That's not how it works. A lot of NHL guys get an opportunity and they fly and and that's how they stick. Other ones, you, you've got to make the most of the opportunities you get. Is there more opportunity for Logan Stanley? Yes, there is. Yeah. But he's he's made some of the opportunities given and he's also blowing some of it. Uh, what, what did uh, Rick Bonus say if, uh, several times last year? Big stance, got to move his feet. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. More free-for-all Friday, 204-780-6868. You guys set the topics. We knock them down. Uh, this is interesting. I saw this in the hockey news. Uh, they were ranking the four least improved teams over this offseason. I'll tell you who those four teams are, and we'll talk about it as well when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Full lines are open 204 780 6868. 204 780 6868. I got a rude text here. Yeah. It's from a, um, a Scott. Like to your phone? Yeah. Which I usually don't answer, but this is from a Scott Billick who said, Tell the op to tone down the nickel crap. Oh, wow. You know, I take we, offense to that. We usually don't. Thank you. For th- stick up for, no, I'm going to stick up for Nickelback here. We Nickelback usually, is the greatest. I love That's, Nickelback. I grew up with Nickelback. Silver Side Up was the first albums I ever played. How You Remind Me was one of the first songs that I really, truly loved. Um, and that's it. Never it's Again just is just an outstanding track. You can't play on the radio. But we usually don't read um, comments such as this, bad offensive comments bad, like this on the air. But I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the and then when responding in all caps crap. Nickel crap. Move on. Like what like can you have a more honestly and you know what if you, you don't like Nick, right, if you man. don't like if you don't like Nickelback this is on him. You, if you don't like Nickelback that's on you but can you have a more like generic opinion 
than not liking Nickelback. It's like on, you went yeah. onto Twitter You're and right, like said, yeah. what do you think about Nickelback? And then that becomes your opinion. You know what, Scott Billick, I hope you heal. Yeah. Because it's your problem. Yeah, it's your problem. You like so it. I hope you heal. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to like Nickelback. That's cool. 204780. Go, go back to your hip hop life, Slim Shady. <laughs> yeah. Take that. And I, I hope you heal, Mr. Billick. Yeah. Two, no offense. No offense. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. This texture says, hey guys, Kevin here. Uh, did you guys discuss the info uh, we put out that uh, the Jets offered Hellebuck a three-year, $10 million deal and he declined. Um, Kevin, I didn't see that information. I went and looked. Um, I saw it in Ken Weeb's mailbag article that he put out on Sportsnet. I think he said if they were to. And he said, would the Jets be willing to pay Hellebuck three ten million million a year for two or three seasons? Only the GM knows for sure. So is, if that's what you're referring to, I, I think it was just Kevin, just, I mean, I think it was just Mr. Weeb, uh, Ken Weeb. I think it was just him uh, sort of spitballing an idea. So I, I don't think that there was anything like that well, that's come out. Well, and it's much like my idea. I, would, I don't know about $10 million, but maybe that's what it would cost to get him to, if he's looking for nine on the open market and doesn't want to resign here, maybe that's what it would cost. But the idea of revisiting these, because nobody has room, and there's not a, a hockey deal out there, it seems, to make this happen for either Hellebuck or Shifley. If you go back to them and go anything, and, and not to appease them, but it's for your team, right? You yeah. want the best lineup possible. And if you're looking at your lineup and seeing what's offered for both, and it doesn't equate to helping the team get better or even stay on par, which I would think they would want to get better, then do you not sort of revisit it and go, look, if $9 million's not out there for you, I'll give you two to three years of 10 Yeah, if you want to stay here. And that two to three years, and then they circle back and go, if say it's a, a two-year deal at $20 million. Yeah. You could make in the next three years $26 million. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be a free agent at 31. Would you consider that? Yeah. I'm not opposed to that because this is what we talked about yesterday and for weeks now. It's such a rare time in the NHL where – bonafide $7 million players are signing one-year $5 million contracts because there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And deals aren't, aren't being done because of it. So I wonder if they do that with both. If if it turns out that you're talking to Boston for Shifley and they're not willing to give up any of the goalies, then, you know, do you not circle back and go, Mark, would you, you know, you made six, would you take two years of 8.5 and be our number one center for the next three years? Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely one of those options here that's going to be batted around. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, this texture, when he wants to talk some bombers, he says, hey, do you think Drew Brown will, will replace Zach Caleros? That's what Peter wants to know. Uh, no, he will not See, be normally replacing Zach See, normally, if it wasn't free-for-all Friday, I would be like, that's asinine. But right now, I'm like, I'll think about it. Yeah. It's, it's a, free-for-all it's, Friday. It's, it's, it's a thought. I'll see how he plays tonight. Uh, we'll go from there. But no, I do not think he's going to. Look, I, I think in the offseason, they have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Zach Kleros is here for the, the length of his contract. I think if he gets injured, which, you know, we've been very fortunate with him, given his injury history, that he's not, although he's banged up tonight. Um, but I wonder, like, this is my point about the culture around the Bombers. Any other decade, and that backup quarterback would be looking for free agents. He'd be <laughs> just, looking to cash in. Oh, God. Like, but Jim, you're, Drew you're Brown me- sitting here going, I'm what, 26 years old? And in two years, at 28, and where am I going to go? Ottawa? Any other era, too, Jim, that 
backup would have thrown three completions over 17 attempts uh, for 12 yards. Well, let's pretend that he was, he's as good as he is, though. But what I'm saying is is he's willing to stay here and be the backup as yeah. opposed to go to maybe two or three other options as a starter, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. It, you know what it is, but look look at the look at the condition of the Canadian Football League right now, and some of the teams you need to have two quarterbacks who can go in there and sling. That's that that's just a fact. Yes, I mean, but I mean tonight's another test, right? Like we could. What's with Bo Levi Mitchell? How is he not? He was on the six game injured list after like game. He's still not back. He's so, played horrifically when he's in there too. Like it's been I, since early I've been June. saying this for three years. I the the Bo Levi I've been watching. And I know he's been injured throughout some of this time yeah. and stuff. I, I don't think – I think it's a sharp decline. I don't think it's injury. I don't think it's this or age. I think it's just – it's a sharp decline, and I don't think he has it anymore. That opening game – and, oh, man, I, I thought he was going to go back to, to the Ticats and he was going to play like the Bully Vive old. But um, in that first game of the season, I had a pretty good view of some of the passes. And when I lived in Calgary – I watched Bo Levi Mitchell hit those passes every single time. Guys open, one-on-ones deep. He nailed them every time. I remember sitting in the booth when I was doing um, uh, stats for the for the broadcast, and I and I I'd, I'd see the guy open, and I I'd, I'd see the ball leave his hand. It says he's got him. You knew it by the trajectory. Yeah, and, and I saw I, three of those passes in just that first game up close that. Bo Levi Mitchell five years prior would have nailed that. And what he was really good at is much like Drew does with his feet, yeah. is keeping the play alive to the side. Like he could dart a ball to the sidelines and to a guy. Like So he would have his two options down the field or in the slot, and then he'd just look to the sidelines and zing a ball out there to a guy to get four yards and not have a play die on him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to have that anymore. 204-780-6868. Oh, we got a caller. Hey, Steve. Steve, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the uh, Hellebuck three uh, yeah. per year for $10 million. I, Like, I think um, not the goalies are dime a dozen, and someone like Hellebuck's qual- uh, quality is, you know, kind of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I'd rather look at a finding a, uh, you know, average or above average $5 million goalie and then take the balance and, uh, you know, pick up some uh, stronger defense, maybe a little more size or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that trade-off obviously is, you know, maybe Hellebuck, uh, you know, has a, be- a better save percentage. But, you know, if you shore up your defense, you know, uh, they're not going to get these, uh, you know, backdoor tap-ins like we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, and Jim, and you, know, you, you know, oh, so go ahead, Steve. Th- th- I just gonna say that you know the Jets are kind of hand strapped. Which what's how much does Schmidt have left and Demello? You know, so like what are they? What are they? What are they left on their on theirs? Uh, Schmidt's five point nine five for two more years, and then Demello's at three million just for this the rest of the season. Yeah, well, Demello, I think you know he's he's serviceable, but the Schmidt thing, you know, yikes! But um, yeah, uh, you know, I I think you know spending a little more money uh, on defense. And uh, you know, grabbing a five million dollar average slash slightly above average goalie, uh, we'd be much better off. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Steve, you know what? Like the thing about Nate Schmidt is, like, uh, in terms of, oh, do you mind turning down your uh, radio just a bit, Steve? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I'm not getting any feedback. Um, like the thing about Nate Schmidt is, and, and this is a situation I see. A comp- uh, there's sort of a reverse for Mark Scheifele. Well, you know, Nate Schmidt. While yes, is you, you can't be paying, and I and I agree with this, six million dollars to what was a 
bottom third defenseman with the Winnipeg Jets, a guy's playing on the third pairing. $6 million is too much to spend on that. But I think that there's a bit of a, uh, an overjudgment based on that, the fact that he is being overpaid. So there's sort of a, a, a bigger microscope on Nate Schmidt. If you look at his stats and some of the analytics, he actually had a pretty good season. But the fact of the matter is, is you're paying nearly $6 million to a guy on the bottom pairing. That's not money well spent. But like when you look at it, you, you look at Mark Scheifele, who has perennially been a, um, uh, a guy that has overachieved his contract double in many in, in several seasons here. I mean, he's been a lot closer to a nine million dollar player yet. He, over the last little bit, he's been six point one two five. You know, I know that there's some question marks there in terms of defense, but I, I don't see that there's a translation there when when you go like, oh, Nate Schmidt, yeah, he's overpaid for that position, but he's not bad. Well, and look at Mark Shifley and say, wow, he's really, really underpaid. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's really much give and take there. I mean, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, Shifley, there's some other baggage, you know, that's uh, rumor baggage. But like, look at his contract. Can't you say like, listen, he's, he's. There's some defensive question marks there, but man, dang it, he's got a good contract. That's got to be worth yeah, something, I mean, especially you know, in today's the, NHL. Just to contrast it from Nate Schmidt. Yeah, I mean, uh, true, but I mean, at the end of the day, like uh, my my point was more towards the uh, goaltending, right? Okay. Like, uh, but I know we're I know we're hands strapped because of like a Schmidt, right? You know, like. Well, no, I I don't I, think it's about Schmidt though. I I honestly don't. I I I think that. It's an enormous amount of money for that position. And if there's anybody that deserves it, it's Hellebuck. And I just, I found the Weeb piece where it was an MSN piece where they're quoting Weeb that he heard this 10 million, three years, um, did some digging. He doesn't know what the figures were, but he did confirm that he believes the Jets offered Hellebuck a shorter, high term contract mm-hmm. to which he turned down. Okay. So if that's the case, Hellebuck wants out. Hellebuck's leaving. He's yeah. not re-signing here. Fair enough. Now we have definitive knowledge of this, yeah. or the Jets do. Now you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. But here's where it gets iffy. There's not $10 million on the market. There's not $9 million on the market for a goalie, unless you're shipping out. Whoever acquires him has to ship out, in my opinion, of the contenders, 6 to $7 million to make that work. Yeah, and, and you know what, Steve? I agree with you. I mean... It's tough. I mean, especially when you see, and I know Bobrovsky had a good playoffs and stuff like that, telling me 10 million bucks. That's almost too much to spend on a goaltender in this, Steve, in this NHL. And Steve, you know what's I agree lost? With, I agree with Steve on that. You I know what's lost in Steve, the Steve, I agree with you. I'm not speaking to you. Yeah, I yeah, you. yeah. You know what's yeah. lost, Steve, in the Nate Schmidt contract? Is he willing to wave and come here? He was. And so you could get rid of that contract and have that $6 million. Who's coming to Winnipeg? Yeah. Which $5 million caliber player are you signing with that money that's going to come here? And when I say sign, that's how you're going to do with that money. I, I even I even look at the situation. I mean, there's a potential you lose DeMillo this as UFA, and then you lose Brendan Dillon as well. I mean, that is that is a real possibility. Those are both UFAs. Uh, Here's you, a more like, possibility. Like, and if you're, you're going to keep those guys because you can't get guys to come here, it's going to cost you an extra mil on each year. 100%. And as well, if they both leave... All of a sudden, your defense, your blue line gets real young. And we know what happened with the Winnipeg Jets when their defense got real young. It didn't work out all that well just a, just a couple of years well, ago. Well, again, like that's always a lot. Like we discussed this, Steve, earlier in the week, and we said, like, the problem is his contract. Nate Schmidt's a fine 5 6 D man. And he yeah. would be, Jets fans would love him if he was making three and a half, four mil. Yeah. It's the 5 9 that's hard to swallow. Yeah. However, yeah. again, 
find me a five nine. So let's say find me a six million dollar defenseman that if you had that money is going to go out, sign me up in Winnipeg. Yeah. If you're a six million dollar caliber defenseman, you have options. And I can probably guarantee you, of your options, they're not going to consider Winnipeg. Let's pop Kevin on. Steve, hey, thanks so much for the phone call. Really appreciate it. You take care. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks, Steve. That was awesome. Yeah, okay. Okay, hey, Kevin, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah. I, everyone's banging on the Schmidt contract, but let's go back in history and remember when we got him. Buckland just fled. We lost half our decor. We needed somebody to play defense. So, yeah, we overpaid, but good Lord, we needed somebody to play defense. Well, yeah, and again, to my point, he wanted to come here. Like, I think they were probably looking at a lot of options. Yeah. And I think he had no move, did he not? Or I don't know if he did or he not. Wa- he waved a no move clause to come here. He waved his no yes. move to come yeah. here. Yeah, so that of I know all the sure. options they were looking at, you bring up a good point, Kevin. At the time when you were scrambling and you were looking at your options, I I wonder how many more people other than Schmidt were going, yeah, I'll come to Winnipeg. And it was, I mean, the time when he came here too, Kevin, I mean, it was it was Neil Pionk, it was, it was Josh Morrissey, and then it was a real young defensive core. And that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, of course, Nate Schmidt, you'd, you'd rather shave $2 million off that deal. I think you shave $2 million off of it, people are happy. But I mean, uh, if you lose Brendan Dillon and Dylan DeMello, which is not... You know, there's no guarantees that they're not going to resign here or will resign here. We don't know. But are you willing to let Nate Schmidt go and again have that same issue that you just had with your defense just a few years ago when it gets real young? That's I I I think you hold on to it. I mean, I it's it's not ideal, but what else are you going to do? It's not like he 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 did pretty well. He did pretty dang well last if year. If you move it, you're probably going to have to add in a. a- uh, an addition to it, like yeah. a pick or something. And then all of a sudden, again, if you if you know you can get a $5 million caliber D-man to come here, then I'm all for juicing it up and moving it. Yeah. But it, that can't be lost in this. And and it's to me, it's the same. I still hear about the Wheeler contract. Yeah. But at the time that was signed, he was going into free agency and had back-to-back 91-point seasons. Yeah. He's yeah. not signing for less than the term it was. No, he was going to go. He was going to get more money on the market. Without and he, a doubt. You think he's going to sit here and go, I'll take a four-year deal? Why would he do that? He's yeah. going to get $9 million plus with back-to-back 90-point seasons and term somewhere. Yeah. We got to go. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for the call, okay? You take care. Have a great weekend. Appreciate the call. Good stuff, All right, man. let's take a break. Let's come back. What are those four teams that the Hockey News has uh, sort of isolated as the teams that have the least improved this offseason? I'll tell you who those four are when we come back. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Let's look at, look at hockey news real quick. Only got about a minute and a half. Uh, the hockey news, the four least improved teams in the National Hockey League this offseason, the Boston Bruins, the Calgary Flames, the Florida Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. What do you think of that, Jimbo? Boston I is see that, yeah. Boston is a, is a real... Boston's a real uh, sharp contrast. Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Tyler Bertuzzi, Dimitri Orloff, Garnet Hathaway, Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Mike Riley. And those are big, big moves. Bringing in Morgan Geeky and you yeah, know yeah, Milan yeah. Lucic, but it, you can't I agree. equal that. And the, the surprising part is that they're already good teams, right? Yeah. But they just didn't do much to improve. Yeah, Florida. Also, I'm not so I'm not so concerned about Florida. They're gonna they're gonna be in tough. They got lots of injuries they have to deal with at the beginning of the season. Tampa Bay. I still think you got that core group of guys. Sure, you're losing Pat Maroon and, and Corey Perry. That that kind of hurts you and Pierre Edward Bellemare. But I, I I still think that they've done a good enough job to to figure things out there. Calgary. What do you think about Calgary on that list? Yeah, I mean, Calgary is a non-playoff team, right? And, and uh, potentially losing Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm. 
They're they're in big trouble. Michael Backlund. It's a Unless tough situation. they can resign some of those guys, but again, some of those guys that want to resign are going to get. I read the other day where they want Lindholm to stay nine million dollars for eight years. Mm, uh, the other thing I read in the hockey news today is the best bottom six forwards in the National Hockey League. Number one, Adam Lowry. Eighty-two games played, twelve goals, twenty-three assists. Lowry has long been regarded as one of the NHL's best. Third line centers, and it goes on from there. He, the Jets got him on a great deal. If he would have went to free agency, he would have got paid. Brandon no Tanev is on the it. list. Alex Kerfoot's on the list. Nick Dowd is on the list. Jesper Fast. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Stahl, and it goes on. But at number one is Adam Lowry, on, according to the Hockey I agree. News. Jim Toth will take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortune, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back on Monday. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.